0: You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of
1: Jesus, Amen. Dear Saints, a voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. This is the promise of Isaiah, 750 years or so, before John is even born. But it is a promise of this of the coming of John the Baptist. For 750 years, the people waited for that voice. They waited for that crying out in the wilderness. And at last it came. At last he came, John, the son of Zechariah, John the Baptist. Now, in last week's gospel lesson, John was in prison. But today he's on the bank of the Jordan. Bethany, beyond the Jordan. And he's preaching, and he's baptizing, and he has caused such a commotion that the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem assembled an official delegation to go down and investigate John, what he said of himself. And they sent to him asking if he was presenting himself as the Messiah. Here's the text, John chapter 1 from the Gospel. The Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and didn't deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. John says to them, if you want to know about me, if you want to know who I am, then go read Isaiah chapter 40, and we say, okay, it's in the bulletin, Isaiah chapter 40. (laughs) We'll take a look our Old Testament text, which begins like this, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. This is a, this is a beautiful text. This verse, I don't, I don't know, some of you might remember, although I I wouldn't expect you to remember, but this is the, this is the very text that, that my own pastor, Pastor Graff, spoke on, over me when he laid his hands on me at my ordination right here. And a verse that I often use for the same purpose. The Lord's pastors and the Lord's prophets are sent by God to deliver comfort, to speak tenderly, to announce the end of a war, the war between God and the sinner, and to forgive sins. But it might seem to us, at least at first, like this text, Comfort, comfort ye my people, doesn't fit John at all. I mean, there's John the Baptist in the wilderness on the edge of the Jordan River simply railing against sin, railing against sinners, preaching repentance. It doesn't look like John is speaking tenderly at all. But remember, the law is always there to make way for the gospel. The diagnosis comes before the cure. If you were to go to the the doctor because you had a sore thumb... I don't actually know anyone that's ever done that, but just pretend with me that you go to the doctor because you have a sore thumb, and after looking at your thumb, the doctor, without saying a word, pulls out a hacksaw and starts cutting off your thumb, you would be horrified. You'd poke the guy in the eye and run for your life. But, but, if the doctor, after looking at your thumb, says to you, you have gangrene, and it's going to spread from your thumb to your hand to your arm, and eventually you'll die. Then you would help him look for the saw. (laughs) And this is how it is with the preaching of the law, with the preaching of John the Baptist. If you think you're well, you need no physician. If you think that you're good, you need no savior, no saving. If you think that you've not, that you've done well, that you haven't sinned, or that your sin doesn't matter, then the promise of the forgiveness of sins is for you not good news. It's really kind of ridiculous. So John, like all the prophets before him and all the faithful pastors after him, preaches the law. He holds up the mirror of God's holiness so that all the people who are coming to him would know that they don't measure up. That they are not fit, that we are not fit to stand in the presence of God, that our deeds have deserved God's temporal and eternal punishment. Now, this doesn't sound like speaking tender comfort, but John's preaching doesn't end there. He's not just a preacher of the law, he is also a prophet of the gospel. John brings with him the gift of baptism for remission. That is the taking away, the forgiving of sins. John is a preacher of the coming kingdom. And at last, John is the one who would announce the very arrival of the Messiah, the long-expected Savior of the world. Behold, preaches John, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. And that's comfort. Of all the prophets, from Adam to Noah to Abraham to Moses to Nathan to Elijah to Isaiah to Malachi and all of the prophets in between, John is the first one who could preach with his finger, who could point to Jesus, Behold your God. There He is. Look there. You see that man? That's Him. God in our flesh. The blood sacrifice for your sins and not just for your sins but for the sins of the entire world. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that's comfort. You, your sins are not for you to pay for. Your punishment is not for you to suffer. And there's comfort here for you and me. This is a promise that we keep in our hearts, that we treasure with us in this life and when we're dying, that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I mean, remember, after all, from, from the Garden of Eden, ever since Adam and Eve and the fall into sin, man has, humanity has been at war with God. And that each, each of our sins is a fighting against Him. The Bible, the Bible can call us God's enemies. Imagine, then, someone coming in here and announcing that there's a kingdom at hand, and it's the kingdom of our enemy. The kingdom of Al-Qaeda is at hand. Oh, no. That is not good news. For your enemy normally comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. And that's probably the way things should unfold When Jesus comes along, at least that's what we deserve. To be walloped with God's wrath. But God shows his love for us in this. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have then been justified His blood, how much more will we be saved from the wrath of God? For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. So much more. Now that we are reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Romans 5. So it is that when Jesus shows up, announced by John, announced by any of the prophets, announced by the Lord's pastors, when Jesus shows up, it's good news. For God does not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Jesus does not come to kill and to steal and to destroy. He comes that we might have life and have it in abundance. That is, an abundance that never runs out. Life eternal. The kingdom of God is at hand is good news for you, in spite of your sin. Because the king who comes is the king who loves you. So when Isaiah promises that John will preach comfort, he's promising us that John will preach Jesus. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended. That is, the war between heaven and earth, between sinners as God, is over, won by Jesus on His death. Cry to her that her iniquity is pardoned because Jesus has died and His blood washes away our sins and God's wrath in one fell swoop. Cry to her that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins, which is that not only has the Lord taken away your sin and your guilt, but He has also applied to your account the righteousness of Jesus, His perfection imputed to you. Preach these things, John, because it is in the church, it is in God's kingdom, that we hear of Jesus. The one one who was born on Christmas was born for you. The one who was crucified on Good Friday is crucified for you. The one raised on Easter is raised for you. And the one coming again is coming for you. And when Jesus shows up, It's all good news. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your heart and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.